today I am joined by who's somebody who I truly believe is one of the fathers of modern day marketing and internet marketing. I have with me the one and only Evan Pagan. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. Evan, thank you for joining me today. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to start off, but I just want to share my personal story we're talking about just before we went live here about how I came across you. So I ended up being a dating coach through kind of rather than judgment. And I was traveling around going to small little groups and trying to help people with their dating lives. And I ended up getting voted the number three pickup artist. It was called back in the day. And I was gifted with the opportunity to be featured on one of your brand's podcasts, which was the David D'Angelo program, which you created, Double Your Dating. And that interview that you did with me was not only great in terms of giving me customers, but at the end of it, I'm never going to forget, you gave me some advice and you were the very first marketer that I had ever met and who ever gave me any advice. And I didn't ask for it. It was just the very end. And you were just like, hey, man, let me give you some advice here. And you told me the importance of standing aside from the crowd, not doing what everyone else was doing, and instead go mass market, remove the jargon, speak in a way that people understand, keep things really simple so that you can help as many people as possible. And I took that to heart. I closed down, I used to be called AFC Adam. I got rid of that brand. I rebranded as Ask the Dating Coach. We made it real mass acceptable to mass market. And to this day, my company makes just shy of $2 million a year for my dating brand. And 100%, I would never have thought to go down that path if it wasn't for you. So this is an incredible honor to have you here, man. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for saying that. I'm glad that that worked for you. Yeah, it was mind blowing. And I think what I love about you is you were doing things that nobody else at the time was doing. The way that you went about your marketing was so giving. And I think that's what really stuck out for me. You were often paying out to affiliates more than, than you were receiving because you believed in your product and you knew that you were gaining a, a lifetime customer. And going forward to this day, I've never seen anybody else do those kind of moves, even now. And you see people try and copy other coaches and try and duplicate their business models. And yet yours are still to this day, decades later, original. And in my honest opinion, the best, like, you know, it really changed the world. Thank you. Thank you. So obviously now you've moved on and you're known as a coach in your own right, specifically with businesses and marketers and stuff like that. So I'm curious, what is coaching to you? Yeah, so most people tend to think of coaching from sports, right? That's where it kind of grew up from. That's where its roots were. But coaching is really about helping people take action and get results in their life. And for me, I define coaching as supporting another person through a transition or a transformation in their life. What's happening right now is more and more of us are waking up and realizing that we want to do things in our life. We want to get in better shape or we want to get into a relationship or we want to start a business and make money or we want to start a spiritual practice, you know, or a hobby or whatever it is. And we're realizing, gosh, I'm just too busy or I don't know where to go or just fundamentally I need help. You know, I need someone to help me do this. And so they're reaching out to coaches and coaches are there to help people to take those actions, but really to stick with it over time. A transformation in life, this is something that takes a while. I mean, just to go through a, what I would call a transition, 
just going from being single to getting into a relationship or going from one job to getting a different job or, you know, maybe losing 10 pounds. I mean, this is something that usually takes a person several months, which creates basis for a great coaching relationship or a great coaching package. And, you know, now all of us either know coaches or we've gotten coaching or we know someone that's gotten coaching. Coaching is becoming very legitimate. There are something like 100,000 plus coaches now that are working. And the industry, business, and personal coaching is something like $17 billion a year and growing. So those are a few different kind of facets of what coaching is. Glad to go deeper on any of them if you want to talk. Yeah, actually, there's a few points I'd like to touch on there. One thing I want to add, so I used to be a professional fencer, travel the world and, and do sword fighting. And people don't realize that the steps you need to go pro, often hiring not one coach, but multiple coaches. I had a stamina coach, a nutrition coach. And then I had a fencing coach, but then I also had like a mindset coach. And then I even had somebody that was helping me focus on the way that I travel to make sure that I slept correctly and did everything that I needed to. And so I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, you know, there are only fitness coaches or what have your business coaches. But actually there's all these subset of coaches that are super important. And remarkably, those are the kind of people that can make a hell of a lot of money because they're so specialist and the right person that needs you, needs you. Yeah, exactly. As we evolve and as we move from the center of gravity being about time and work and physical possessions, moving more to the center of gravity of value being about relationships and knowledge and personal evolution, where we move from doing physical things for outer rewards to doing more emotional and mental things for inner rewards, the inner world is, well, there's a whole other universe that is waiting to be explored for each of us, but it's on the inside. It's not on the outside. And I predict that soon there are going to be millions and millions of coaches in every possible coaching niche. You know, over the next several years, it's going to be fascinating to watch this. So out of interest, why do you think coaching is growing so fast? It's growing fast because we're realizing that we need to learn better and faster. And we're realizing that we learn better in collaborative relationships. We learn better when we have someone there that's doing it with us. I mean, just the high quality attention that you get when you have one person there who's totally focused on listening to you, who's working with you, who's understanding you. It's just it's very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah, I can see that. And obviously, I was explaining a moment ago that, you know, there are these subsets of people that when they're an expert something, they absolutely can make money coaching. But do you still think there's money in coaching or do you think like it's been tapped out already? Yeah, there's a lot of money in coaching. ICF, there's not a lot of research, but the International Coach Federation, which Thomas London started, they did a survey that I read about several years ago that this is what really grabbed my attention. I saw it in a USA Today article and it said mm -hmm. that the average coach, again, this is several years ago, was charging $214 per session and making $47,900 per year. And so if you do the math on this, this is working less than an hour a day, but making what is for most people a full-time income. And now I saw a little bit of research, it's gone up from there, but number of coaches is growing very rapidly. And just the whole information industry, I mean, just look at what's happening with all these different things like Audible, and now you see Masterclass, and you see all these different things. We humans are waking up and realizing this idea that knowledge is power, this is the real deal. Like knowledge is power. And the model that we're moving into in the future right now, that our skills are the assets that we have. They're our primary assets. And so your skill set, which is the unique combination of skills that you have that work together, that's what creates your unique ability to create value. It's what you build your personal brand on. 
It's how you can build your audience if you're working online. It's like the core of everything. And what I believe is that if you add coaching as the next skill that you learn, it's the single skill that will go back and multiply the value of all of the skills and experience that you have, and then also multiply the value of all the skills that you will learn in the future the most. Yeah, I can see that. And actually, I think it's really worth mentioning because you talk about we're in the age of information. It's actually funny. Me and my friends, we jokingly refer to this age as the age of misinformation, where there are so many wannabes out there who are just uploading random videos where they've not really done their research. They haven't really bothered developing, as you call it, that skill set. And they're just crowding the world of information. And we've found a lot of people that are looking to hire a coach are moving away from just randomly consuming the information online and trying to do it themselves because they're starting to realize the real value is having somebody actually, as you mentioned earlier, guide you through that transformation process, actually tailoring the advice to you rather than just popping it out online. And I think there really is something truly powerful to be said about having that personal touch rather than spending all the time wading through all the information out there trying to find the golden nugget. Yeah, there's another side to this too, which is the way I think about, I don't know, being human, this human experience here is that each of us lives in our own version of reality. It's almost like each of us lives in our own version of the matrix. Yeah. And every once in a while, we jack into someone else's matrix and we jump in there and we check it out for a few minutes. But it's rare that we have that feeling of really being understood all the way to the point where, oh, there's someone in here with me. Okay, there's someone that has joined my reality and now we're really talking. If you go into a subculture, whether it's computer geeks or artists or people that are into sports or whatever it is, you find people, they're all kind of living in this little subgenre of existence or of reality, of culture, and they feel like they belong to something. But when you come down to your version of reality, to yours, it's rare that you have someone that comes in there with you and joins you and sees you and understands you and you feel really like you're being related to. Mm -hmm. And coaching at its highest evolution is really that. It's when you feel like someone is taking all of their attention, this precious attention, and they're attending to you and they're listening and they're curious and they want to know why and they want to know how and they want to understand what you want to do and why you want to do it and what blocked you in the past and where you're going and they become your cheerleader and they help sell you on doing the things that you want to do for the reasons that you want to do them and they hold you accountable and sometimes I say that a coach is a professional friend. Nice. You know, it takes like the best of the social skills of a friend and it puts them together with the professionalism of someone that's going to help you get results, you know, of a coach. And yeah, when you get that and then you start doing it, when you learn the skills of a coach and you start applying them with people, you see the results. You see people are so happy and excited to have someone in their corner, to have someone in their reality with them, that they can share their dreams that's clapping for them and rooting for them. It's not only a great business. It's not only a great entrepreneurial venture, way to make money, have opportunity in the future and grow and all that. But there's a spiritual benefit that you get from it as well. I think it's absolutely powerful. How did you first hear about coaching? Let's see. It first really came on my radar screen oh, probably 20 years ago. I knew Thomas Leonard back in the day. My good friend, Dean Jackson, who's the one that got me into internet marketing originally, he was friends with Thomas. And I had kind of heard about him through some other... Anyway, so I went to one of his seminars in San Diego and he had me on stage to speak at one of his programs. And this big room filled with people, all these coaches. And I said, wow, this is like a thing, you know? And he had me just kind of impromptu, kind of come up and talk about marketing and so forth. This was like right around the time when I was starting W Dating. 
when I was getting started. And I read his book, which is called The Portable Coach, which has a new name now. And I started looking at this and he had some really good insights. So he believed that coaching was about facilitation. It was about like helping the other person do the thing. It's not you doing it for them. The distinction that I make between coaching and consulting is that a consultant goes in and does the work, right? If a company hires you, a person hires you to do consulting, they want you to come and do the work usually. It's kind of like having an outsourced employee. Whereas when you have a coach, the coach isn't the one that does the work. The coach helps the client do the work. They help the other person do the work so that they can learn the skill and they can get the self-esteem. And when I started just reading books about coaching, I read Coactive Coaching and read some of these other things. I said, this is a really beautiful methodology. Yeah. And it just, it impressed on me and I've used it, you know, ever since. Yeah. I love that. And you know, the impact of what you learn has gone on. I mean, it helped me and hopefully people listening to this, is going to go on and help them as well, which is super powerful. So you really did the last time we spoke, Evan, like, like I said, after that, that recording, you really did change my life. So I'm curious, could you give an example of coaching the kind of thing that you do now? Sure. You want to do a little jam session? Yeah, I'm down if you're down. Okay, cool. What do you want next in your life? The next thing that I want in my life is for the team that I've built. I've got about seven employees and we're very pro company culture. The problem is getting them to operate like the highest level. I get a lot of pushback. They kind of don't believe in themselves. There's a world of no in their worlds where you're like, hey, we should really do this cool idea. And they're like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. And I'd love to get them past that. But because they're not clients of mine, I feel bad sitting down with them and trying to coach them through that. In many ways, I don't serve them, I suppose, but also I don't want to cross the line from employer to coach, I suppose. So that would be the biggest thing. What's like one big problem or block that's happening because you haven't gotten them to their highest level of performance? It will be uh, standard day-to-day tasks will often slip and not happen. So it's almost like chasing the ball syndrome. They'll all chase the ball. And then we're like, okay, cool. The ball's going in a good direction. Now we're going to start juggling the second ball, but that first ball has to stay in place. And then they start focusing on the second ball. And suddenly before you know it, the day-to-day stuff has stopped. And then we have to go back to the first one. What do you see happening if you can all of a sudden get them performing at their highest level? Like what's the one thing that will change and really work? It sounds crazy. Actually motivated by trying to get them pay rises. And so they're all at a really good level now. We pay for full medical. It's a really great company to work for. But there's some of the employees that I want to take them to that higher level where they're actually earning even more for their families and for them and to give them that, that higher growth. And some of these people, I'd like to scale the company up to, you know, maybe 20, 30 employees and help them to become heads of the company. But because they don't take that ownership, I don't feel comfortable giving them that role because I don't think they understand what it means to hold themselves accountable for it. So for me, the big thing is actually serving my employees. Got it. So get your team earning more, promote Mm -hmm. them, get them going to the next level. Yeah. As well. Okay, great. What do you think the next step is if you just had to take one step that would get the tasks to be slipping less, to get them to juggle all the balls you need, and to then help get the team to the next level? Yeah, so great question. I believe the answer is in standard operating procedures. Like there's a great book, Work the System. Yeah. And I believe that's the solution. But whenever I get them to sit down and work on the SOPs together, they'll create something. It's never as detailed as it needs to be. And they always end up getting thrown behind a desk and forgotten about. And it's almost like a struggle every day to be like, hey, did you make that from the SOP or did you? And they're like, no, I've got it from memory. I know how to do it. I'm like, it's funny because you missed out on the tags on this one. And that's kind of important. So (laughs) it's things like that. What do you think you could do to help them create an SOP that would be great? How could you get them to create one that would just be great? 
Good question. I could probably do like an SOP workshop. We do workshops for things quite a lot in the company. Like once a week, we'll do like a workshop on headlines or on some kind of copywriting or filming or what have you. But it's true. Actually, we haven't done an SOP workshop. So we could probably do an SOP workshop where everyone sits down for a period of time and just works on one SOP and then hands it to another employee, I suppose, and does each other's job. Could you do it with them? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Great when the leader does it and mm-hmm. goes first, right? Yeah. When's your next available like team workshop that you could do this? Yeah. I mean, next week, realistic. We tend to do them on Fridays. So. Okay. So next Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I make a request? Yeah, sure. Would you do a workshop next week on SOPs with your team on Friday? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Could you maybe like write it down, put it in your calendar, that kind of thing? Yeah. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for that. So you've got seven people. Yep. They're not operating at their highest level. You see tasks slipping. You're trying to juggle balls, but they're falling. You want to see your team earning more. You want to promote them, help them go to the next level. And the one thing right now that would be the highest leverage thing is to create SOPs and have them work the system. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and the step to do that is this SOP workshop with your team. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're already doing them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you could do that on next Friday, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we absolutely could. It's funny, I've texted my project manager in the background and I'm like, dude, we have to do a workshop on SOPs in the next workshop. And he's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. I like your little multitasking here and getting uh, right to work. All right. So thanks. That was a fun little session there. Obviously, we condensed what could have been much longer. Mm-hmm. But was that useful to you? Yeah, that's really good, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually really good. And what's cool about coaching, if you're listening to this right now, is that we didn't do anything fancy. I didn't fly in on a dragon. I didn't have to do any magic act. I didn't have to say anything to him. I just asked him, like, what's the thing that he wants to do next? Tell me a little bit about it. I asked him, like, what's the problem? I asked him what the you know, result is that he wants to create. And then notice, this is the cool thing, is I said, well, what do you think you need to do next? What step do you need to do next? And he had one. We even drilled down, like, okay, well, when, where could you do that? And then I made a request. Now I'm layering and I'm kind of improvising here with a lot of different techniques that we use. But there's one little thing here I want to just point out in this. I want to just like double underline or something. You remember when I said, can I make a request? Like, can I ask you to do something? Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, I got his permission. And then I said, will you do it? Okay, will you actually do this thing on that date? And then he said, yes. And when you're coaching... You know, if you can remember to do this, if you can have the presence of mind to actually make the request of the person that they do the thing that they want to do for their own reasons, it brings, it's almost like you're being their conscience, brings a much higher level of consciousness to everything. So yeah, that was fun. Dude. Yeah. I'm literally, I got a response from my project manager. He goes, oh my God, wow, that's such a great idea. We need to do this. That's so funny. (laughs) Okay, great. Would you like to have more results like this in your life? Oh yeah, of course. Right. Who wouldn't? Okay, well, great. Well, based on what you told me, the next step is for you to sign up with me for a 90-day package. (laughs) We can meet once a week and we'll do one hour. And I mean, you can see if we can do this much in five minutes, like imagine what we could do in an hour a week, Mm -hmm. right? Do you see how natural it is to just flow into this next thing here? What would it be worth if you could be getting results like this every week? And again, five minutes, imagine if we were doing an hour So you see how naturally then this leads into being able to sell packages of coaching for high fees. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing, Evan, obviously you're an expert. I'm an expert. Like who should become a coach? Like, is it for everybody or is it for like a very specific type of person? 
Well, okay, so I'll give you two answers there, right? So number one, I think that every human being should learn the skill of coaching, whether you learn it with me, whether you go read some books and you do it on your own. Even if today is not the right day, at some point, go and learn this skill set because it helps you go meta to relationships. You just become better socially. You become better in your family. You become a better parent. You become a better collaborator. You become a better entrepreneur, better communicator. It really is one of those things that every human being should learn. This should be taught in schools growing up. The other answer is if you're at a point in your life and your career where it's time for you to reinvent yourself, where it's time for you to go to the next level, where you've been doing what you're doing and you're like, yeah, you know, I can see that I have value. I want to start getting paid more what I'm worth. I want to take all of my unique skills and experience and personality type and I want to put it together into one thing that can really be my thing, that can be, you know, a career path, that can be a business, then that's when you should do it right now. That's when you should go and learn coaching. And that's when you should take a great coaching course, which I think our virtual coach is. But I think that's what I'll leave as the answer. Okay, I love that. And how long does it take somebody through your course or through the training that you do? In your experience, does it take somebody to become a coach? Yeah, with us, it takes 90 days. Okay, we've got a great condensed process. You register with us. You have to go through an application. Once you're accepted, we go through three different courses where you learn about our coaching model. You get a bunch of coaching tools from us. You get 10 coaching tools that you can use for your packages. You learn about how to do what we call client invitations, where you're basically doing online marketing by offering really valuable free stuff. And you do a client conversation, which is you learn how to have a conversation with someone that turns them into a client. You do 10 days of live training with me. Seven of them are virtual Mm -hmm. from my studio, and then three of them are in person. We've got a three-day summit at the end that you attend. You also learn from my wife and from my partners, and I bring in several friends who are six and seven-figure earners. I have several millionaire coaches that are friends. And most of them I've taught in one way or another over the years. And so they come and they help and they collaborate and you just get some great role models. And it's a sophisticated system. There's about a hundred hours of training involved in it. You get marketing training, you get productivity training, and you get all the best tools that I've learned over 20 years now of studying coaching, being coached by some great coaches and so forth. So yeah, it takes about three months to become a coach. You get certified by us and you can start getting clients. I absolutely love that. So you mentioned there's three days at the workshop. Is that where you're based or where is that held? This summit is in February and it's going to be in Los Angeles, right by the airport. Nice. Oh, that's easy to get to as well. That's yeah, great. Super simple. Okay. So in your mind, you know, there's going to be people listening to this. I'm sure I've got inspired now and like, okay, you know, I want to do this. Like, why do you believe that coaching is a good opportunity right now at this point in life? So in the future that's coming right now, which is going to be changing faster and faster, We need skills that help us to adapt, to help us to create some stability because there's going to be so much change. It feels wobbly. I mean, most of us can look at the horizon now and see that there's disruption coming in some way to whatever we're doing right now. And so we have to learn adaptive skills. And I've been studying mental models a lot and I've been studying learning and creativity over the last several years. I have a six-year-old daughter. And I've also been reinventing my own career. I've reinvented myself several times and I've been teaching a lot about reinvention. And I think that it's about learning skills that are investments in the future. Okay, we want to learn skills that will give us a payback now, which coaching will. It's probably the best business to start if you're starting from nothing and you want to start something that's fast, that has high income potential, and that also will grow you, you know, and and opens doors in the future. But we also want to learn skills that are these synergy skills or multiplier skills that multiply the value of the other skills that we have. I was just doing an interview and I gave an example here, right? So imagine buying an investment. 
So you're going to take some money that you took a long time to earn and you go buy an investment, right? You wouldn't buy an investment that would go down in value, right? Yeah. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> you wouldn't buy an investment that you knew was going to go down in value and also reduce the value of all your other investments. Mm. That would be totally insane. That would be crazy, right? But on the other end of the spectrum, right, you want to buy an investment that goes up in value. What if you could buy an investment that not only goes up in value, but makes the value of your other investments go up as well? Well, if our skills and our knowledge, if these are our assets in the future, then that's what we're investing in. And it's the combination, the unique combination of the skills that you have with your unique type of genius. That's what gives you your advantage. That's what gives you your platform. That's what makes you special and valuable and able to create value in the future. And I believe that coaching, it is this multiplier skill. It's like an X factor skill that when you plug coaching in, to your other skill set, whatever those skills are, you are now going meta and you're now coaching other people to be successful. So you're learning at a higher level and you also will have a unique coaching niche that will be kind of just yours. Mm -hmm. But then in the future, when you go and learn other skills, they plug in. When you're a coach, you're thinking about helping other people achieve and self-actualize and be successful. So you start learning differently when you're a coach because everything you learn, you're expecting to explain and teach to others. And so it increases your learning capacity as well. So it's this multiplier skill. It's a synergy skill. It takes the value of the other things that you know, and it multiplies them. I mean, it makes them more valuable. And I think that that reason for me, that's the most important reason. I love this. Okay, so at this point, I'm sure that just like I'm thinking, there are people that are like, all right, I'm curious about this thing. Like, what is the virtual coach? So how does somebody find more or apply if they wanted to do something like this with you? Sure. Well, you can just go to virtualcoach.com and watch our videos and you will see. <laughs> and I created an awesome video that explains the whole thing and goes much deeper and tells you about me. If you don't know anything about me, it'll talk to you about my life and shows you about some of the ways that I've learned coaching, teaches you some of these techniques more in depth, explains the whole virtual coach program, all the bonuses that you get. But you know what? Just come along for this one. I only teach a course live usually about once a year. And this is the only time that I'm teaching this one this year. And it's actually me teaching live, my wife, who's an amazing coach, my partner, James, who's an awesome coach. He's done 5,000 coaching sessions in his career. We teach you coaching. We teach you online marketing. We teach you productivity. We teach you how to get clients. We teach you the whole thing. And I think it's the best thing going in the world. I love this. So I'm about to round it out, but there's one thing that we do right at the very end with all the guests. We ask them for one simple psychological hack, something related to what you're talking about that they can pull up from maybe tweak the way they're currently thinking about things or that make a big difference in their life. So if I could put you on the spot just for a second and ask you one psychological hack that maybe you use that's made a big difference in your life or help you to see something differently, what could that be that we could leave people with? Sure. I think that it's important as a human being to practice the art and skill of word invention, okay, <laughs> of creating words. And usually the way that is, I don't know, the most intuitive to do this is to take other words and take them apart and take the pieces and put them back together, okay? Or create like a portmanteau, or sometimes I call them word children. Take two pieces, two words, you take them apart, you put them together. My <laughs> daughter and I were talking about, she was talking about making up an animal. Like, what would you get if you combined a lion and an elephant? And so <laughs> we took them apart and we came up with, you create a liophant, okay? So this kind of business. But I think that we have to be doing it with all through our lives. So I've got a word that I created for one of my favorite concepts. And the word teaching and the word learning, or actually the word teach and the word learn, and it puts them together. So it takes the first half of teach, 
and the second half of learn, and it goes like this, T-E-A-R-N, mm-hmm. and it's spelled T-E-A-R-N, but it's pronounced T-E-A-R-N because it's teach, learn. Yeah. And I like this word because it points to the idea of learning by teaching. So to T-E-A-R-N is to teach, learn, it's to go into a situation and to teach something with the explicit purpose of learning, not with the explicit purpose of teaching. So it's a selfish act. It's not a super selfish act, but you're going there in order to learn something, not just to teach. So for example, take a topic that's one of your favorite topics, something that you really like to learn about and go online and create a video or do a Facebook live or do a webinar or make something, make some content where you are teaching about your favorite topic, but you're not teaching about your favorite topic primarily for the benefit of the people that are listening or watching. You're teaching about it because you're going to watch your own learning process as you are designing the material to teach and watch what you go through, have some metacognition and observe yourself as you're creating the content, as you're creating the course, and then observe yourself as you're teaching. And then very particularly notice what happens in your mind, in your consciousness after you're finished teaching. And you had to assemble all of these different pieces and put them together and make this little learning puzzle. And what you'll notice is you will learn something that isn't the content of what you were teaching. You'll learn on a higher level. You'll have a higher order learning. Mm -hmm. So when you teach in order to learn, you don't just learn the material you're teaching better, which you do. You actually learn on a higher level, on an emergent level, on a higher order. And to t-earn is to teach learn, to learn by teaching. And when you've got a word for it, it helps you to mark it out and use it in conversation and do it better. And so get out into that world and t-earn more. And if you'll really take this on and every day, just go online, make a video or do a broadcast or make a podcast or something and just teach something for 10 or 20 minutes. Do it every day for a month, but don't do it to teach. Do it in order to learn. Then at the end of 30 days, you will have built it. It'll have an automaticity. You know, it'll just be automatic to do it. And you'll not only teach and then learn something and then notice what you learned and then notice that you're learning on a higher level. But now it'll be kind of part of your vocabulary. And after that's finished, then you can kind of come back to quote unquote normal teaching and you can start teaching people things for their benefit, which is really what we should be doing when we're teaching. But you'll also be learning on a higher level and you'll be more integrated. And then you'll be a real powerhouse because whenever you learn something, you'll be learning it, expecting to teach it. And then you'll go and teach it. So you'll be distributing that knowledge to the world more and you'll be learning on a higher level. And so, yeah, so there's a little hack T earn. I love that so much. Many people don't know this, but I'm a 200 EYT vinyasa flow yoga instructor. I have only ever taught yoga during my yoga teacher training, which I did because I didn't understand yoga and I wanted to do some kind of official class to learn how to do it. And the only official class is to become a teacher. And in order to become a teacher, you have to teach. And so it's so funny as you're telling that story, I'm, I'm remembering all of the yoga teacher training I did where I was literally Teoning. I was teaching to learn. So I love that. That's such a good hack. And I think anybody listening to this should go and do it. I mean, it's a no brainer for me. Check out the virtual coach. It's something you should be doing. So virtualcoach.com, I believe. Evan Pagan, it's been a pleasure to talk to you again. And thank you so much for your time. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. To celebrate the launch of this show, we're giving away one free membership to our Smart Blueprint program and some of my favorite business books to five lucky listeners who follow, review, and share the podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You can find the exact steps on how to enter in the show notes below. 
Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.